Hello, welcome to Lonneke Talks USA. Today I'm doing an English live chat, but I'm not going to talk about the USA. I'm actually going to explain to the Americans what is happening in my home country of the Netherlands. Um, the place where I was born and raised, Eindhoven and a few other places were in the news. And um, I think together with the Dutch people in the live chat, I'm going to discuss and explain in English what is actually happening. Because I know you see a lot in the mainstream media, but there's a lot of parts to this story. And we need to really, with common sense, quietly understand what is happening. It's coming from somewhere. And we also need to understand where it's coming from instead of ridiculing people. So we need to look into it. And I always like to look at issues myself from a broader perspective, uh, what is happening with social relationship, what's happening in society. I have a lot of experience with riots. I was in the middle of a riot um, in New York City. There are some comparisons, so stay tuned. I will explain why. I think there are some similarities and uh, I always visit protests and I see when protests work and when they're peaceful and when they go wrong. So I just wanted to give you my opinion. And again, um, we have to stop accusing people and pointing to each other because that's what people want. It's the divide and conquer. So we have to understand where it's coming from. So that's what we're going to do. I see everybody in the chat. If you have a question, again, you can send me a super chat. Um, otherwise, I will just browse through it. And if I see something interesting, I will talk about it. Also, there's other ways you can support me for the people watching. I finally got my sweater, my first sweater. I designed it to cancel cancel culture. The link is below this video. So if you also want to wear a nice thing to show that you are not going with the cancel culture, freedom of speech. Um, yeah, you can order it. Uh, I also ordered the blue one, so I'll probably wear that one at 1.2. This is the medium size. Um, it's a little, yeah, it's a little oversized. The small for a woman, the small woman is really nice. It's, yeah. So um, I personally, for my body type, I will order the small in the future. Uh, or I want to have a boyfriend big fit, then I will just get this one again. Yes, also the, the, the cup. I'm missing my cup of tea, so I hope that Dirk at one point can get my cup of tea. And uh, yeah, we also have a bag. I just, you know, I told you before, if I start mar merchandise, I'm doing something that I'm passionate about or that I design myself, not just to do something. Um, yeah, so that's my first product. Really great. I think I'm happy. And Dirk is gonna... Thank you so much. So we're gonna discuss what happened in the Netherlands. And um, we need to understand what is happening. I know that a lot of people are accusing people and back and forth, and there's a lot of discussion, but we need to start understanding why this is happening. There's a lot of unrest all over the world because um, in other places in Europe, there's been a lot of riots already, and the yellow vests have been uh, fighting the government for over a year. We've had a lockdown in the Netherlands for over a year. And um, I was in that place that you saw in the news just two weeks ago or three weeks ago. And um, I walked my dog there, Bane. He's behind me again. He's with me. To, uh, he's always present with the live chat. 
But I know that place, I know Eindhoven, the city I'm talking about. Like, um, how do you say that? The, the, the like the back of my hand. Like the back of my hand. That's Dirk. Dirk is present as well. And um, so I know what, what this place is all about. And what you see mostly is the area in front of the central station of Eindhoven where you saw some things lit on fire. And um, it was a locate like a small area where there was some uproar. It wasn't all over the city in the beginning. And then, of course, it went out of control and it went all over uh, um, the whole country. And also in America, we in America, Amsterdam, there were protests. And in my previous video in Dutch, I interviewed two eyewitnesses that went to these protests from the beginning to end. So if you're Dutch, you can watch it. I will try to you know, talk you through it, what they said, because we have heard so many stories and they all start the same. They're saying it was a peaceful protest until the police intervened. And some people are like, but it was a forbidden protest. You weren't allowed to protest. And then others are like, yeah, but you can, oh, you're always allowed to protest. And we have to discuss this, what's going on. But one thing we can already say is that whatever the police did and whatever it the people did, it went out of control. And other people abused this and they started to riot and loot. Uh, we've seen the same in New York. We've seen the same in New York. We had peaceful protests with Black Lives Matter in one area. And because the mayor got a lot of power and a lot of people involved to... Um, a lot of police involved to um, be tough on these peaceful protesters. People got upset. And then what happened is that other people, most of them not even part of that first group, they went to, for instance, Soho and other areas with expensive stores and they started to loot a riot. Those were criminals. But the police wasn't allowed to step in. So for days, our neighborhood was destroyed. And a lot of police was very upset because they were like... Uh, the mayor and the police commissioner, they didn't let us do our job. So many of them re uh, resigned. Also, there was a lot of backlash against the police. Um, very unfair because most police officers try to do the right thing. And um, that's what we saw in, in, in Soho. And that's what, you know, we made a book out of it. I, I've told you that before for the people that have been following me from the beginning. There's a reason why that got out of hand and there's a reason why it got out of hand in Eindhoven. So I also want to hear from you guys. That's why there's a live chat. What do you think? I see everybody saying hi. And um but we also I want to have the Dutch people in English explain to the English viewers how they experience it and what they think is going on. So it's not just me saying it, but it's other people. That's why this live chat I think is so important. Again, if you like this concept, you can like and subscribe, and I'll do more of these. I also do Dutch live chats, for specifically for Dutch people, to explain the situation in America. And now I'm doing one for my English friends, so they can understand what's happening. We um, So where did this start? Because we have had um, a lockdown for in the Netherlands and everywhere, and where... In America, we're already talking about opening up because Joe Biden became president and suddenly everything can open up again. New York is thinking of opening up and so forth. In the Netherlands, they were in a lockdown and it was pretty peaceful. 
But for some reason, the prime minister, the uh, resigned prime minister, because he resigned, that's something I also want uh, want to explain. But he resigned and he stated, we need a curfew. Out of the blue, it's like, no, we really need a curfew. But the Dutch people were already really focusing on trying to uh, impose these, uh, you know, they're trying to deal with the with the lockdown. It's tough. Many people are suffering. It seems that everything is now to stop the, uh, the virus from spreading and people getting ill. But in the meantime, there's no cancer diagnosis. There's or le- less, less, um, uh, more people depression, more people suicidal thoughts. I've heard, uh, you know, I do a, little, a lot of research. I've spoken to people that deal with these uh, things. For instance, um, um, there's more calls for pe- from people that are suicidal in the Netherlands, and uh, a lot of businesses. They could have dealt with it for for a few months, but now it's. You know, they don't get a lot of financial support. In America, President Trump put in place a lot of uh, liens and loans and a lot of um, ways to help businesses. But uh, in the Netherlands, it doesn't feel like they get the support like here. So they're reaching out and they're screaming like, listen, I'm going bankrupt. There's no other way. Is this what you want? You cannot, you're, you're making my life miserable. So you see more videos in the Netherlands of people of small business owners saying, you know, I cannot, you know, we have to open up. But instead of opening up, there's a curfew until it's on the website of uh, the Dirk has pulled it up. Um, a lockdown until at least 9th of February. But the way they're going, it will probably last longer. And Dutch people are like, there's no end inside. When does this stop? So what I want to say is they put in place this curfew because they think it's going to help people from not gathering and... Um, even though after 9 p.m., that's when the, the the people in the 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 parliament they have decided that we'll do it from 9 p.m. to I think 4:30. They think that then people are not going to be together, but we already hear from people that they're going to spend the evening with people, so it's not going to stop people from not seeing each other. But this curfew is put in place, even though one party leader, the opposition leader, Geert Wilders, had put in place a motion he asked for um, a few months ago for no curfew. But in the end, they put in place a curfew, even though Mark Rutte resigned. So people think, what's going on? This is this, this prime minister that resigned. We already had a motion in place that... We're not going, or a bill in place that we're not going to have a curfew, and now we have a curfew. So people are getting frustrated. But also, many people are saying, 9 p.m., normally I'm not outside after 9 p.m., but now because I'm not allowed to, I want to be outside. This is crazy. So you see more people on the street. And the police is forced to find these people and chase them, and some police officers are upset with this. They don't think that they're being, you know, this is not the way to... Um, treat them and use the police force um, because especially in the Netherlands the police force they don't have enough capacity to even get um, you know get police reports done for um, just burglary and all these basic criminal facts there's not no capacity but now they suddenly have to put in place all these fines after 9 p.m so they uh, you hear also that some of them are not happy. But 
yeah, they have to do it. And people are doing like a cat and mouse game. They're trying to work around it. They try to find ways to still be out. And even people that weren't outside first. This happened, I think, Friday. Then afterwards, um, people were going to protest. They, But a mayor, the mayor of Eindhoven, for instance, did not allow this protest to happen. Citing that there are... Um, bad, there are reasons why the what what is this story? Okay, yeah. So Mark Rutte resigns. Keep this one. I will talk about this also because I think it's important for people to understand why he resigned and why he thinks himself that he has more power now. So people wanted to protest against these measures, but then the mayors. In Amsterdam and in Eindhoven already said no, no, not allowed. But they allowed other protests in the past. So that also f- made people furious. So they made up this other thing. We're going out for coffee. We're just going out for coffee and we coincidentally meet people on this, this um, open space in Eindhoven and in Amsterdam. Um, Mark Rutte, he, oh, you just put it... Uh, well, this, this, this is I. This is why you bring this up. Because other groups were allowed to protest. Yes. That's what you just said. Yes. So. So back to Mark Rutte. No, we can talk. Yeah, just go back I told to Mark you, Rutte. This is gonna be like. Different. Yeah, this is a new thing. Yeah. I hope you like it. But we have to go back first to Mark Rutte. I just okay. first want to explain. Um, there's a lot of issues with Mark Rutte. He's been the. Uh, Prime Minister for 10 years. A lot of people are upset with his uh, what he did to the Netherlands. Uh, basically everything either went, became more expensive or the healthcare, 70,000 jobs were uh, removed. Um, hospitals were closed. So even with the COVID, there was no, there was less capacity. So, you know, people couldn't go to a hospital and that is now also causing issues. But many things like he opened the borders for immigration, a lot of things, but what made him resign? Well, there's this big scandal in the Netherlands of uh, child support subsidies. And what happens is that there's discrimination against people with a certain skin color. Um, They were targeted by the Dutch tax authorities because, um, yeah, racism. And they were, they, they, whatever they did, whatever they showed as proof, nothing was good enough. The tax authorities hit evidence. Um, they went to court and hid evidence, anything to get these people to be um, accused and um, how do you say that? that they get a verdict against them. And this, there's one lawyer in the Netherlands. Her name is Eva Gonzalez Perez, and she was like, "This is wrong." And she digged into, dug into it, and she found out after six years um, all all the, the you know the truth and everything. This, these Dutch tax authorities did. And then two journalists, they also uncovered it. And then people started to realize what this meant, that tens of thousands of families in the Netherlands are basically, their lives are ruined. They lost everything. They lost their child. They lost their um, their house, their job, their everything. Their, how do you say that? Their uh, um, self-respect or... Um, livelihood. Livelihood, just everything, just because they targeted these people and they said, you... Uh, oh, as money, you weren't allowed to get these subsidies, even though they were allowed. And th- they now found out that over 96% uh, 
didn't do anything wrong, but their lives are ruined. And Mark Rutte is the one that put in place these, these, these projects. And he, this become, became a bigger scandal, but the tax authorities in the Netherlands, what they did against the law, it's such a big scandal. And you hear this from other parts of the government, so many scandals, so many things against the law. And uh, finally, Mark Rutte, first he they felt like it wasn't touching him. It wasn't important. But now he realized that, um, yeah, he should resign. But now he joked last week saying, yeah, but I resigned. But now I actually have more power. So what he did was this curfew happened. And then, so people are frustrated with him and frustrated with everything. And um, they want to show, use their rights of protesting and um but these protests against the lockdown against the government are not allowed even though the black lives matter protests in amsterdam last year they were allowed and i think dirk you have that is the the article i wanted to show um this is but this is teflon mark yes nothing nothing whatever scandal happens in the netherlands nothing hurts him so nothing sticks and still people are like wow he's amazing he goes on a bike to his job with an apple in his hand and he is amazing and so people still vote for him but you know everybody's free to vote but anyway the people that know about these scandals they're not as happy but this uh black lives matter i saw this article on i'm expat.nl and it was about this uh, protest and i noticed one thing that the mayor there halsema many people don't like her either um I also want to explain that the mayors in the Netherlands are not chosen by the people. They're just put there. It's just a job application you fill out and then some people decide that that's going to be the mayor. So many mayors don't have, what do you say, like feeling with the city. And that's what you see in Eindhoven. The guy doesn't have the, it's not a, someone Where, from Eindhoven. Where is he from? He's from like all Friesland, the way. Friesland, all yeah. the way in the north. It's like and, a three hour drive. Yeah, but. That's okay, but he should be a, a mayor then of a local, of his local city. But you no, know, he's the mayor of Netherlands, of uh, Eindhoven. And um, he actually blocked me because I called him out on a few things in a decent way, but he doesn't like that. So he blocked me on Twitter. But he has caused a lot of friction and I want to sp- talk more about it in a little bit. But I want to talk about this uh, this thing that a quote from this website it says about the protest in Amsterdam last year, it says, why that protest happened? Well, she was overwhelmed that it was more than 200 people and she couldn't have not foreseen that more people came, but the protest protest was peaceful throughout. Police intervention could potentially have led to violence and riots. So they know when police intervenes that potentially riots and violence can happen. Therefore, Mayor Femke Halsema stands by her decision not to intervene. She said, there are a lot of people with heavy emotions. I could have intervened with heavy police intervention, which in turn could have caused a lot of unrest and perhaps riots. So these people, these mayors know, if you let the police intervene, you can have riots. And so they know this with the Black Lives Matter protest. They are always allowed, even though it's an illegal protest, because there was also a time when there was a lockdown. But then... Now, when it's protests that they don't like, these mayors, they don't really like it. If they, if it's against the government measures or lockdown, they kind of want to find any way to not do it. And they use excuses like uh, bad for health or um, 
you know, uh, there, there was potential violence. Well, any protest can have potential violence. And I will talk about that in a little bit because there is an issue with human rights in the Netherlands when it comes to protesting. It's being, um, it's the Netherlands has issues with um, not caring about human rights when it comes to protesting. I will talk about that in a little bit. But so they know that if they intervene with police and heavy force, so what they did with Black Lives Matter was everybody stood back, there was police, everything was peaceful. That time there was also a pandemic. So now they use that against these protests of other people, other groups of people that also want to protest, and they're also allowed to let their voices be heard. But what these people experience is that the police does intervene and then you get riots. So why do they understand, these mayors understand it with one protest, but they don't understand it with others. And I want people to understand how this all happens, how this all, where this starts. It's not like it goes from one, that, that there were people that were committing violence. No, there were people that were there and everybody is allowed to have their voices heard, even if it's an um, illegal uh, protest, because there are rules under um, the United Nations. Um, Amnesty also talks about that a lot. And there's even a website on amnesty.nl, but also I'm sure there's also on the international pages about what the police should do and shouldn't do during protests. And one of the things it says is that even if there's an illegal protest and people are peaceful, you need to just stand back with your police and just be there, but not do anything. And what they do in the Netherlands is that they actively intervene with water cannons, with tear gas, with horses, with... Romeos, I will talk about that in a little bit. Um, and the police should be what Amnesty says is should de-escalate, but they escalate everything. Everything goes out of like becomes chaos when they intervene. So why do they keep doing it? Because the narrative in the media then is, oh, these rioters, they're terrible and they loot and they riot. But that's not how it started. Because how it started, I don't know if you follow my Twitter, but I posted a video on Twitter and I also called out, um, I, I didn't call out, but I, I contacted, for instance, Tim Cass. He's one of these uh, great YouTube stars who also talked about the riots in Eindhoven. And I wanted to explain to him what really happened because the narrative is there's police clash with rioters, but the people that actually were there, they have a different eyewitness account. They say it was peaceful. We were just there. And then the police intervened. They wanted to wipe clean that whole, um, that, that area. So they were actively pushing people away. And that's not following the amnesty and UN guidelines. So they do something. And, and there's a few things they did that wasn't okay. So Dirk is showing the video of how it started. This is a video I saw online. Um, the, uh, and someone is interviewing people that were just standing there filming a little bit and talking about it. This is also what I heard from another eyewitness that I interviewed, that it was peaceful and people were just there, even though it's an illegal protest, it is allowed by amnesty guidelines. Again, it's what the police should allow. Uh, again, also because the mayors allowed it previously with the Black Lives Matter, they should allow it now, right? But they allowed it a couple of weeks ago when we were in Holland. There was a protest a few weeks ago when we were in Holland. And the, the thing is, if it's forbidden, then you're not allowed to put um, a stage on there. So what they were actually doing right in the, uh, when we were there, they built a stage. So obviously that time it was uh, allowed. 
but now there was an excuse that there's violence. And that shouldn't be an excuse because the police should actually protect the peaceful protest. These people you see on TV right now should have been protected by the police. Instead, they were attacked and that's not okay. And because of that, other people got upset and some people, they when they get attacked, they defend themselves. But then that is put in the news as they're crazy rioters. But what happened because of the chaos of pushing all these people away into the city of Eindhoven is that other young criminals went all around town and started um, looting and started damaging property. And then, of course, the business owners are upset. But those are two different groups. So you have the peaceful protests in the morning. Then the police does something that there's chaos. You see the police here, they're waiting and people are just standing there. And at one point they come in with the horses and they just wipe everybody. They want everybody off that place and they use violence for that as well. Also against what Amnesty says is uh, allowed for protests. But then a horse, because of the chaos, the police is pushing this, uh, you know, the, the, the horses, they get scared and they also, the, they, they first used this water cannon, which made everything slippery. So this, some horses just fell because of that. So they didn't really think about it. Also, one of the water cannons, the one water cannon that they had, um, had a flat, a, tire. a flat tire, so couldn't do anything. So it wasn't really thought out, but the police presence was excessive, in my opinion, from the beginning. So after that, there was a lot of... Um, chaos and unrest and then other people they were like what you're attacking us we're attacking you back and that's what you see all over the news that these people were lighting fires and uh these putting the, these cars uh you know uh, like attacking them uh because they felt threats and they felt attacked so i'm just explaining to you what these people felt it started somewhere i've seen this myself where um even if you call them hooligans they're people with uh, flesh and blood, they deserve the right to protest. Just because you're scared of them doesn't mean you can stop them from protesting. They're also allowed to do that. And you need to guide them until someone uh, becomes violent. And then still, Amnesty says you cannot get the whole peaceful group because one person commits a crime. You cannot just wipe away all these or just push out all these people. So we need to be very clear on that, what the international rules are on protesting. Um, even if there is a little bit of damage, you have to later on, or you have to attack that one person, but you cannot have the whole group that's peacefully protesting attacked. So this is a moment, a video that there's all over the news where this water cannon, just before he got the flat tire, came in, wiped everything, like made everything wet. All these people that were from this area, they moved hundred meters towards the station. That's just a very short distance. And this woman was just standing there and she gets a full blast of water in her face. She it broke her skull and she got over 15 stitches. And people like, yeah, good for her. Even Dutch people, they're like, yeah, great. She shouldn't have been there. If the police says to move, you should move. But normally I agree. But this case, the police was doing something and I don't know who was telling them to do that in the top. But this is not what internationally is seen as what the police should do in a protest. So this woman was injured and this is excessive force. Also, you don't use these things for uh, just aiming at a woman. That's kind of, if she fell and she really, like she broke her skull and she 
was still kind of standing. But if she fell and really broke her skull, she could have been killed. So then we would have had a different story. This was not okay. But then also people saw this video circulating on, on the social media. So they all got riled up. They were like, what are they doing? They're crazy. So this is how this gets out of control. Then these horses come, they slip. So people in the news see this horse running away. I'm like, oh my God, why do you use these horses for these kind of, like, you know, using them actively against people? You need to have horses. If you want to use horses, you need to guide protesters and be standing back, but not actively use them to get people to move. But the moment they move these people, I think that's when chaos started. And that's when um, I also asked the people that were there, that uh, was there any fire or anything violence before this happened? They said no. So I asked them, what do you think could could this been stopped? Could this could we could something have happened that um, you know what, what was a different decision that they could have made to make this not happen? And they said, yeah, just the police should have stand back and just let the peaceful protest the protest. The moment they started pushing these people out of that area, chaos. Whenever went all around town and they say, yeah, it's illegal and they should have, but the mayor made a mistake because if the reason of what he wanted to do was deescalate and get people away, they now actually push people closer together and there was more chaos and more looting. Um, so if that was the reason to do that, then it didn't work. That tactic doesn't work. It's not the right approach. So I hope they learned, but actually I don't think they learned. I think they're going to continue this behavior, even though it's against, again, the amnesty and UN guidelines. But we saw that video and then um, the other video of what happened. So peaceful protest turns into something else. And this happened in Amsterdam. I also spoke to Elia, Dutch Patriot. He uh, was there present and he saw what happened. There was a lot of people happy together. And then suddenly the police comes in and charges and is... Um, talking about, you know, pushing all these people out and then it became annoying. And um, they're showing a video of what some people say, but I think I want to talk to people about that. Well, I can talk about now. But what people now say is happening is that not only does the police use water cannons and the Dutch police, water cannons, horses, and... Other um, ways, they even used tear gas five times in the Netherlands. This is crazy. But they also they used everything, everything against these people. And this was not even a huge group at that point. It was a few people, but it couldn't, it's, you know, it shouldn't have happened from the beginning. But then we, what's this video, we received this video. And this, this brings into question what's going on. Because some eyewitnesses say that there were undercover police that actually started this. And I cannot... Um, verify this but what is interesting in this video is that you see that some people were charging or running against these police officers and some went through and it seems and they didn't come back so some say those were part of these undercover that then went they're part of the police but also in Amsterdam there are stories and people and I also um, have a, a tweet thread that I made of videos of other people that are saying there's a lot of undercover police officers at these moments when their chaos happens, when it starts. And um, this is what eyewitnesses say. So I'm telling you, this is why also people get frustrated. Why does the police use these undercover people? And why are they always there when this 
crazy uproar starts. And um, some even say that they actually instigate this to give the police a reason to move in. And if you bring up that tweet of the other tweet that I sent you, Dirk, with the, with the Romeos, because that's what they're called, the undercover police, the official thing with the police is that they're undercover police, they're dressed as the protesters, and um, they pick out the ones that are causing trouble. But what a lot of eyewitnesses say is that they actually just start something and then the police, then people are start, they start something and then the police can move in and it's used as an excuse. And um, in Amsterdam, that's, that's what a lot of people, eyewitnesses say that somewhere else, where it was peaceful, they saw somewhere else, the, the Romeos come out, that's what they're called. And then everything started and then the police uh, came in to wipe uh, clean that, that um, what do you say, that Museumplein? What is Plein in, a, in English? Square. Square, thank you. And then in, in uh, the Eindhoven the same. So it's a repetitive thing that we hear with eyewitnesses in the Netherlands of that the police needs a cause, a reason to move in. And um, I also had another, what, what a, Dutch, a lot of Dutch protesters are starting to do is they notice the Romeos, that video you're just showing on the Twitter that I showed go up, that video. This is where people discover Romeos again and they're waiting and they know now that they that wherever they come trouble starts so they're like calling out people romeos romeos and they point at them and a lot of times they can get them to move out of the group of protesters again and then it's quiet again but sometimes it doesn't happen i think in this video you actually see that they're running at someone and then other people are like what is he doing he's attacking someone so it's not a fair situation to use police officers undercover in this situation because people don't know is this police what's happening a lot of times they also have these um, sticks with them they 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 can they use force and if this is a way to get criminals uh, to stop violence it's not working because there's actually more chaos it starts hurt behavior people people see that somebody walks towards the police starts beating the police and they think it's one of them so that gives them a reason to follow, basically. It's really stupid, but that's the way it works. Yeah. So they follow. But if those people who instigate are police themselves, that's like entrapment, basically. Yeah. In, in the US, it would be entrapment. I, I don't know of. if the police in New York uses that, but that I've never seen that because it's just, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. So why does the police in the Netherlands keep doing this? Because I have seen now a few years of protests and every time I see the same videos of these Romeos moving in. And the thing is, the interesting thing is they only do it with protests that are, that the government doesn't really like, whether it's the farmers, then these Romeos dress as farmers whether and, and all these people that are against lockdown me measures but at Bl black lives matter i haven't seen them i haven't seen these people so if they are there and also we have a lot of issues in the netherlands with um, crime we have crime in neighborhoods there are certain neighborhoods that are really dangerous why don't the police use these men that so, uh, they seem so not afraid of anything why don't they move into these neighborhoods with where a lot of um Immigrants live, you know, where the issues are. Why don't they move in there? The ish, there are some areas in uh, the Netherlands, but also some um, Dutch neighborhoods. Why don't they do it there? 
but it's very specific. So with me, I'm like, if I was to advise to the police is stop using these Romeos, it's only causing trouble. It's not, even if you think you're doing it for the right reasons, um, don't do it because it doesn't work. And I would advise the police to start and the mayors to start following the UN guidelines and the amnesty guidelines. I can also, why I'm saying this is there, the Dutch ombudsman, man, has warned two years ago that the right to demonstrate to protest in the Netherlands is really, I'm trying to find the article, um, it's under pressure. And free the Netherlands, okay. So this is on a page called civicspacewatch.eu, but I've also seen the Dutch version, the Netherlands, this was in uh, April 2018, the right to protest is under pressure. And it says a new report from the National Ombudsman finds that Dutch municipalities and the police are increasingly restricting protesters and what they can and cannot do. They don't always guarantee the right to protest. And the report is called Protesting an Abrasive Fundamental Right. It's only available in Dutch. And his name is Reinier van Zutphen. Um he says that the government is inclined towards risk-averse behavior. So whenever they're afraid, they start not following the guidelines anymore. And thanks, Vivo, by the way, for your fan sticker. Thanks so much. I hope I explained this a little bit better for you. I know you're in America. But, um, yeah. And you probably, yeah. Thanks for the sticker, number one fan. Um, so, but what this person is saying, this Rainier van Zutphen says... He calls on municipalities and police departments to facilitate lawful protests completely and without reservations. When it is necessary to impose restrictions or regulations, authorities must take extreme caution. Any restrictions to the freedom of protest must in all cases be legally justifiable and well-motivated. Um, the right to protest protected in the Dutch Constitution and the European Convention of Human Rights and this fundamental right of citizens must be respected at all times. Yeah, a city's mayor must, with the help of the local police force, facilitate and protect prote protests in his or her community, ensuring that protesters can exercise this fundamental right. But in practice, these authorities too often and incorrectly regard the right to protest as a matter of balancing interests. And they, a lot of times, they that they they kind of politically allow one protest and don't allow another protest. And this is especially Mayor Jorotsma from Eindhoven has been doing. A lot of groups, when they think that others are attacking this group that wants to protest, that protest is um, banned. But instead of banning it, you need to make sure that that group of protesters is protected against the mob. And also in this case, the... Uh, the Amnesty says the rules are that if there are people that are rioting, you protect the peaceful protesters. You don't just move in with horses and water cannons to move peaceful protests, even if it's an illegal protest. That's what it states. That's the guidelines. That's how protests need to be done. So I'm trying to explain to you when you say, yeah, but it was illegal. Even when it's illegal, people are allowed to gather. It just means that you cannot build a stage or you cannot have a whole program, but people can still be there. And that's where this all went wrong. I really think that if the mayor starts that, that over the past years, knowing this, this uh, report, knowing that there's already an issue and that the mayors, especially in Amsterdam and 
Eindhoven have been making the wrong mistakes all the time, or the wrong decisions all the time, that they allow one protest and don't allow another. This is also putting oil on the fire, and this is what you get. This was in Eindhoven with the protest against Black Pete, uh, which the Dutch love, and um, they allowed one group and they didn't allow the others. And it's just that they that the decisions on the top, they tell the police to do certain things, and they tell the the yeah they don't allow certain protests and they have an excuse but they don't do that with others at one point if a mayor or a leader starts treating different groups differently that's when you get civil unrest and that's what we see but you know what's funny so i'm telling you that the mayor of eindhoven is actually the cause of this he's the one going into the news saying yes this is crazy these looters and rice and if this continues it will be civil unrest. I put a New York Times article. says, Netherlands on brink of civil war as rioters strike again over COVID-19 curfew. So they, um, this, pro, this mayor was so afraid. But he's the one that's using the, ner- the term civil war. And um, I feel that that way he's inciting this because he's talking about it. If you don't want something to happen, you don't mention that word. It's like the if I tell you to not think of a pink elephant, you think of a pink elephant. And that's what it is. If you don't want civil, uh, civil war, you don't talk about it and you do your job. But I think this is just putting oil on the fire again. And then there are people also in politics that are like, yeah, these people need to be um, punish these rioters and looters. Yes, because there's different people that abuse this, the right to protest, and they go all over town to, um, to, uh, to, to loot a riot. And they attack these just like in New York. They go for the expensive stores, the stores with all the, um, brand names and, and they go home and they laugh and they joke to each other. They now feel, um, because of this situation and went out of control that they now have, they can do this and they can get away with it because the police doesn't, while they put so much police force on a peaceful group, just like in New York, mayor de Blasio said peaceful group. We're going to put a lot of police force there. There was no police force on all the areas of New York that needed to be protected like Soho. That's where all the looting happened and the riots. Those people that do that, they're two different groups. And then the people that were actually attacked while they were at this peaceful protest, yes, some of them you see, I think 20% stayed, 80% left of the peaceful protester, and they started attacking the police because they saw what happened. They saw the video of the woman being fully, fully getting that whole water in her face and breaking her skull. And they saw that the horses and the people just moved in to this peaceful protest, pushing people away, hitting them. And this is not the first time. There's many, many videos in the Netherlands of these protests that are being ended by the police with force, with violence. And at one point, people are upset. So these people fight back. And I don't like what's happening, but you have to see where it started. And I think personally, it started with... um, the yeah it starts all the way back with mark rotte making the netherlands less safe less hospitals less everything everything more expensive more thinking about the eu not about the country I, that's why i see it it's about its decisions it's about lockdown it's about the curfew it's about these mayors that have double standards they they treat groups differently they discriminate against people 
and just because they don't like it. And that is dangerous in any society. What I think can happen, what people should do, if I was the mayor, was you have to let these protests happen and start following the amnesty rules and the UN guidelines. Just let these, even if it's illegal, you have to just stand around there with the police around these people, let them protest. And at one point they will leave, no problem. And then you have extra police force that you can have, you know, go around town to see all the looters and rioters. If you start actively using Romeos, horses, violence, um, these water cannons, tear gas, in America, when President Trump, when they thought that one city had used tear gas, President Trump was like, everybody was hating on him, even though it was the mayor that needs to deal with it. But um, it's crazy that for such a small thing, they escalated this. They, they went all the way to police. They didn't do anything to lower the temperature. That is what caused this all. And this is a very small area again in Eindhoven. Around town, it was pretty okay. That's what I've heard from uh, a lot of friends. That's also what you saw on the live stream. It's just that small thing, but that gets into the news. Then all over the news, it's like police and rioters against lockdown and stuff. But we need to understand where this came from, how it started. And I really think if the police, I'm sure Sunday people will go out again and that you should let them go out. You did it with the Black Lives Matter support. And otherwise I advise these people to say, instead of drinking coffee, like they say now, just say that you're there to bless to support Black Lives Matter because then it's allowed. Um, so double standards doesn't work. And they, if you make the mistake once as a mayor, either you leave and you get someone else in your place so they can do a better job. But if you're still there, you can't do double standards because people will be upset. And what you see in the news now is that it's a lot about Dutch people, but the issues in the different cities around the country where there are issues, there's, there have been issues for years and months and the politicians and the mayors and the police don't want to go in with full force and deal with it like they do with these peaceful protests. So for me, it's like, do they do this on purpose? Do they want civil unrest? Because every decision they're making is the wrong decision. And I love police officers. Don't get me wrong, because I actually, just like in New York, many police officers just quit their job because they had to do things that they didn't think it was the right thing to keep law and order in the city. And it was causing friction. So they left their job. But I don't think the Dutch policemen, don't. many don't do that because they need the job, they need the income. And uh, maybe they, they don't, they just do whatever is told. Um, but I think that, that I think many police officers, they just do what they're told and, um, they're not the enemy. They, but the people that let them do these things, they're the ones that need to, um, they need to bring, you know, focus on the police needs to start taking these police reports or work in these neighborhoods that have always been an issue and let these peaceful protesters just protest. There's no reason why you would make it illegal. It's time to follow the human rights because many human rights have been violated. And just like the human rights with the Tuslag affair that made Margaret resign, so many human rights are violated. But the thing is, I made a video before about um, 
the Dirk, can you turn this uh, screen off, the next screen? Because you've been having this one on for too long. But I think that that um, there's a lot of human rights violated in the Netherlands. And I made a video about it. It's called The Netherlands. You can find it on my YouTube channel. And I already explained a few things that the image of the Netherlands has always been great and every right and amazing. But there are things happening there that just Dutch people don't believe. Like they first didn't believe the, the, the this uh, child care subsidy uh, scandal. That, that it was basically making people totally lose everything and then all they can do is work and all the money would go to the government and they would have someone that was their supervisor and they had to ask that person to buy food and it's um and and they didn't do anything wrong so but every level there's a lot of human rights violations so we have to start making these human we have to stop these human rights violations so if i advise the government you can talk about the police being attacked and it's terrible and these people that are rioting and looting. Yes, you're right. But you have to start with the beginning. And there is a report of the ombudsman that says that the Netherlands and the mayors are not doing the right thing when it comes to protests. They um, cancel certain protests and they let allow others and they use double standards, which is very dangerous for a democracy. So next time there's a protest and people want to protest, let them protest. Stop using these Romeos. Stop getting people these police actively involved it's against the un guidelines so i want you to understand that and then i think and that's what all the eyewitnesses say that there are no riots there these people peacefully protest and if there are a few people outside of them that cause trouble you go there and you take care of it but you have you cannot just disperse all these people and get them to go all over and make chaos everywhere in the city. That's, you know, you have neighbors you have to think of, you have to think of but business owners. You have to care for the people that are living there. This is not the way to do it. So protect the peaceful protests, let it happen. And uh, but that's actually the job of the police, protect the peaceful protesters. Yes. Because uh, be superior touches on a topic that we've discussed before police he says police are doing their job how can you blame someone uh, doing his job to provide food for his family and i completely agree but that's also the dangerous part because the police they they don't have a choice if they don't do their job if they don't do what they get told from above they lose their job so they just do it but if you perform your job and at the same time commit illegalities, like breaking, like really committing human rights violations, then at one point you have to say, okay, I'm, I'm not down with this. I'm not going to do this anymore. And that's something I actually commend the New York police for. Like about 40% said, okay, this is, this is it. I'm, I'm not going to do this anymore. If, if you do s stuff that's illegal, if you ask me to do stuff, or in this case, not to do anything, then I'm done because I cannot perform my job up to the standard that I took an oath for. Didn't they, don't they also take an oath to protect and serve? Yes. And also this is what happened years ago in 
you know, in the war and World War II is that uh, many of these people, they just said, and we say befehl is befehl in German. They just did what, what was told. But you have to think, even as a police officer, you have to think, is this okay? And you have to analyze everything and follow amnesty and the UN and all the European rights. And if the ombudsman is already saying this, you need to also educate yourself what's going on. If people are already saying there's an issue with protest in the Netherlands, that it's not following what we consider um, the right approach. You have to look at yourself and deal with it. And um, that's the thing. We have to tell these people, you know, yeah, you've taken an oath. You are a police officer. You have to protect people. And obviously, even in the case that you thought this was going to stop this protest from happening and you do it because you don't want people to be together, everything you did resulted in the opposite of what you want it to happen. So you have to change your tactic and your approach because it's not working. And we've seen it over and over again. And people are getting more upset and, uh, you know, it's really, it's really sad. I saw one comment. I see, oh, Sniper Bum, you saying, I do not care about Netherlands. He said the magic words, build back better. Also, he wants good job in EU or UN. That's... Oh, you mean Rutte does not care about Netherlands? That's what politics is about nowadays. Yes, it's money and power and fame. And it's uh, you see it also in America. And um, you have to just do what you think is right. But if you're outraged and very vocal about something, you need to do the research. And I've been analyzing videos and you know, everything, videos, I've spoken to people. I go to protest myself. I see decisions. I do research like what I said with what is the backstory in the Netherlands? I What's the backstory in America? I speak to police officers here. I speak to police officers in the Netherlands. I try to get a very big idea of what's going on ex instead of blaming uh, someone. And I can just say that an individual police officer... Yeah, that, that was really wrong what he did in um, um, hitting that woman with a water cannon. And I cannot believe that our Dutch people are saying that that's actually okay and that they write letters saying, yes, you with COVID and lockdown. But don't you see that they're putting people up against each other? Don't you see that, like in New York, now everything is opening up again? It doesn't make sense. The, the, the way the government does all the lockdowns and all the measures... I think it's political. I think it is a power trip for many people. It doesn't make sense. The numbers, everything, they change the 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 values, they change the they you know, whatever fits their narrative. If Trump is in office, then everything needs to be closed and it's terrible. And then when Biden is in office, like now, they don't even talk about the many deaths that happened under him. Because they all talk about his ice cream and his dogs and his so it's the media, it's the politicians, they all it's all political and also with this. You have to use your brain. And if people are allowed to protest with Black Lives Matter and the mayor says, Oh, I'm sorry, but okay, that doesn't matter. Everybody's equal, everybody's allowed to protest. You have to have everybody whatever happens, it's not that a virus is more important than um you know, that someone that's afraid of the virus, that that's more important than someone that wants to use their uh, right to protest. You know, it should be equal. And it's now every time only the one that's afraid of the virus gets preferential treatments. And this is how civil unrest and civil war starts. And if you are a good mayor, you can calm everybody.
and you are not start continuing your political games and you let everybody protest, even the ones you don't like. I have nothing with some protests, um, some extreme people, but you have to let them let their do th them do their thing because otherwise it goes underground. Otherwise people get upset and hate. And you want to, like I said, lower the temperature. You want everybody to just be okay. And that's unfortunate what you see these days. I see that was my last question for now. So I don't know. What do you think? Let me know. Do you agree with my story or do you think I'm missing something? Well, Let in me the chat, know. there's a division because there's some people division? are behind the police. Yeah. And some people say the police is backing the elites. But okay. I think the police can always make a conscious choice of what they should do. And that's what, well, the thing is in, in New York, the police had an escape because at least the stores were open or the stores had to be protected. So if they quit their jobs, they could uh, get a job in private security. In Holland, if the police walks away, they're without a job because all the stores are closed, all the restaurants are closed, so they don't have any. I'm, I'm here. I'm back. I'm back. So we're talking about these riots in the Netherlands and I'm back. I had a, to reset the computer. It was not the great reset. Uh, we just discovered that using this uh, software that the, the computer freezes. It doesn't have enough. What is it, Dirk? Dirk, what is it? What is it? O OBS has a glitch that if you have too many windows open, it freezes everything. Oh, okay. So that's something we have to deal with. But um, yeah, so I'm back. And we're talking about the Netherlands, the riots. And um, I see someone saying, um, yeah, the, the stream got water cannons. Well, I'm happy that didn't happen. But yeah, it was, uh, we learn things. With doing new things, you learn things. You have to open yourself up to new things. But... The riots in the Netherlands could have been prevented. I am sure of it. It shouldn't have happened. If you see the Black Lives Matter, even Mayor Halsema said, yeah, there's a lot of uh, tension, a lot of people with energy there. But she let it just happen. Let these people come together. Even during the pandemic, there was no riots, no looting. Because they know if you intervene, you get riots and looting. You could get that. So why didn't they do it with these other protests and they need to learn from them because if they continue this behavior with the police some people say yeah the police needs to be more tough and the army no the police needs to follow the rules the amnesty rules and then they say yeah there's a dutch uh constitution but in the end we already talk about the eu constitution that it's above the dutch constitution and there's international human rights they always put the they um point a finger at people in other countries that they don't, uh, they against human rights, but their own country's doing it. And just because the Netherlands has a great image and that is doing on some things, the image is great and it looks great. But if human rights are deteriorating, you need to focus on it and work on it and not just ignore it. Because what I think people are ignoring with this whole discussion now in the Netherlands about the police has to be tougher and these people are terrible and you're, you get a job. Some people are like trying to be tough, act tough. They put posts on Instagram and stuff like, get a job. 
you know, uh, you're stupid and I don't want to see you on the street. No, I don't want to see you either on the street. You're pretty aggressive, but you have to understand where this is coming from and who is doing it and how it happens. So, um, I, I'm requesting the mayors in the Netherlands to lower the temperature, let the police do their job the way it's supposed to don't intervene with weird Romeos and, uh, water cannons and tear gas. That's so, I don't know, that's different world. And protect the peaceful protesters from the people you think are rioting. But a lot of times, nobody is rioting. Because, like I said before, it's another group, sometimes undercover police, that's causing trouble. And I think it's also not a fair game if you have these undercover people and you only use them in certain groups of uh, protests. Because these protesters are there for a reason. And then they have to deal with these Romeos that could potentially, uh, from any place come in and grab someone because that's the official story to police that it's they're taking out the the people that are causing the most problems but what we see in videos is that these people are just standing there and then they're suddenly being grabbed by the police so and that causes grabbed other people p- police <laughs> the, the, they are um and then other people are like what's going on and they get upset and then it riles up people it's getting people more excited, more upset, and you want to let a protest happen peacefully and quietly. And why is the police so active, like in full force? The police should be guiding a protest, like they do in New York, when they do it right. A lot of protests here, even people that are going on the streets and stuff, doing things that's not allowed. Um, Most protests will, you know, give a little bit of nuisance to the people in the street or living there. But what do the police do? They have these scooters or bikes and they just bike with these people or they um, they follow these people or they just stand around it just like relaxed, but not with this aggressive. And that's what you see in the Netherlands. They're all so scared, so aggressive. I don't know what's going on with them, but you have more authority if you just lay back and just become friends with these protests. Yeah, so thanks so much for the feedback. We're going to try all these things again just so we can um, make this better. But sometimes you have these setbacks with all these other things. Why are you giving thumbs up? What's going on? It works. Okay, it works. It's something in OBS, but I don't know what it is yet. So we have to discover it. And otherwise, we're going to go back to the old-fashioned live streams with just a picture, just me. But... Yeah, the the someone saying that the Black Lives Matter protest people were wearing masks and were putting effort to keep the distance. Sorry, but that wasn't true. There were five thousand people in the Amsterdam Square. Not happening. Not you know with these protests. That's just you can have as a government. You can have the intention of having people to you know you know advise them to do a certain thing. But you cannot, un, you know, it will, sometimes it won't happen. It's, it's, and you cannot be with one, I'm okay, and you have an excuse, and with others, you don't. And also, when you're in the outside air, uh, also the protests in Eindhoven, for instance, that were peaceful first, as you can see in the video, people were keeping the distance, but they didn't have a mask on. But then when the police came in, everybody was pushed together. So, that excuse, the reaction of the police, I don't think was the right one. But again, I'm not against the police officers individually. I'm against the person who told them to behave this way. 
Because they made a mistake and they have to learn from the mistake. Because people are not going to stop. And uh, people should be able to protest. Even if there's health issues, these people have a right to. It's not only the people that are afraid of a virus. That's what's called human rights. That sometimes people have a right when you feel like they shouldn't do it. They are still allowed to have it. That way you make sure that a country is a a democracy and that everybody has a voice. But when you start shutting up certain people, whether it's through censorship like they do in America or in the Netherlands where they just shut down these protests, there's an issue. And we have to always call out the issue. Yeah, okay, so you're advising me. Dirk, uh, you get a lot of tips from the... Dirk is looking at all the tips, guys. Yeah, but I don't dare to open another browser window to talk back to them. Yeah. Um, oh, Eileen, you say something about the my shirt? Well, we'll figure it out together. Um, yeah, that's sort of something actually what Dirk has uh, also been working on for me. You're Because she's saying about she wants a sweatshirt, but the, the issue from the Netherlands, it's they don't allow her to make an account. On Teespring? Yeah. Weird. Huh? But we it's have orders from the Netherlands already. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. S- we'll figure it out. But uh, I have to say it's very comfortable. It has like a fleece inside. And um, yeah, it's... it's it's uh, I like I like the quality to be honest. So I'm was pleasantly surprised, and the the way the print is, it makes it look a little bit vintage. The way the print is, it makes it a little bit vintage. I don't like those t-shirts that have where it looks like it's all plastic on the t-shirt that's printed. I like it when it's a little more just like vintagey look. Um, so that's what I was going for. Um, oh, thanks, Peter. For ordering a gray one. Show anybody that orders, just I would love to see pictures. And um, if you have any comments or, you know, if you have some uh, comments on the designs or the colors or what you think I should do, I have tips at lonica.com. You can always email me. But I think this whole thing with the cancel culture was so crazy that I'm starting this movement called cancel, cancel culture. We have to stop this. If you don't like someone, move on, but let others have freedom of their own decisions and thoughts and speech. And then you just put your money with the people you love, but don't force others out of business. Because some people are such negative Nancy's that they are attacking people. They don't want them to make a livelihood and... It's really sad. Also in the Netherlands, what I noticed when I started talking about these Romeos and the w- approach of the police and it, the way the debate in the, with the politicians is being out. And even this Dutch politician called Jesse Klaver, he has a small party, but he was like, yeah, it's the same rhetoric as uh, uh, Donald Trump. I'm like, are you linking Trump to something that happened in your own country? But they use anything to make their political points. The fact is that I think that the police and the politicians need to look at themselves, look in the mirror, like, what can I do better? That's also what I'm always thinking. Every time I'm making a video or I talk about things, how can I lower the temperature? How can I um, improve the video? You have to also always question yourself and question what's happening. and, And so you can become a better person. If you think you know it all, that's not going to happen, but you can have an opinion like I do 
when you analyze a lot of videos. So my opinion is, and my thought is that they can do better, the police, to stop this from happening. Especially the mayors can do much better. And if you cannot do it, if you're not capable, then maybe resign so someone else can take your job. And I hope one day there will be uh, chosen mayors in the Netherlands that you can vote for them. Because then you will get people that really love a city and understand a city. Like, I have two cities in the world that I understand very much. And that's Eindhoven and New York City. And maybe I'll move somewhere else and I will learn that city. But you need to really understand neighborhoods, the people that live there, how they talk. If you just are from an outsider and you think those are hooligans, you don't understand these people. You need to understand all people that are in your city. And if you don't understand them, you need to put some effort into understanding them. And I think that's where this all goes wrong is that it's very black and white, this discussion. It's uh, very much like, yeah, you need to just stay home. If we all keep the rules, we'll, we'll, it will all be better. But we've, most people in the Netherlands have been following the rules for over a year. And then every time something new comes up and new, now a cur- curfew. So every time they, 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 um, change the rules. So many people feel like, what's the future going to be like? Is this a new normal? I don't want this. I want to go back to my old life. And at one point I think, you know what? I'll take the risk to die because I don't, I want to live when I'm alive. I don't want to just be present when I'm alive in my home. I want to live. And if there's a risk of dying, I also have a risk of dying anyway, because any moment you go in traffic, you have a risk. Just living is a risk. Um, but many people want to take the risk and many people are like, no, these measures are out of control. They're way too crazy. And where in America, they have a lot of, um, measures to help people. For instance, that, uh, moratorium on rent that you don't have to pay rent for a certain time. I don't think they have done that in the Netherlands where, um, if you rent a space that you can just tell your landlord, Hey, the rent is frozen for, a year, the government arranged this, um, and or everything is paid by the government, or you can get a loan for it. But the rent is frozen here at the moment. That doesn't mean that the, uh, they don't have to pay it. Yes, but in the meantime, we see a lot of small landlords or medium landlords. They're going out of business because, and they're the bigger ones are buying all of them. So we'll see less diversity in that level too. So everywhere in in economics, you see that the rich are getting richer because of this lockdown. The Amazon, the Elon Musk, all these people are getting richer. And the poor are getting poor, but the middle class is being wiped out. That's a big problem. So that's the same as what's happening in real estate in New York. Because the people who are renting, they will be in debt. Uh, the store owners who are renting, they will be in debt. The uh, small real estate owners, the landlords they are going out of business because they, a lot of them really over leveraged on their portfolio. Uh, They get bought uh, at a a really soft price by the bigger guys. So in the end, New York is really screwed. Yeah, I see some people saying that the police, even in the Netherlands, that they don't agree with what's happening. Um, It would be great to start this dialogue because there are a lot of issues that need police presence. These criminals and these looters, they, they're getting away with this, but you need to 
they have to step up and say, you know what, we have to stop this behavior with these protests. We have to put all our um, force into and time into, um, you know, protecting the cities against these violent looters and rioters. And we need to just sit back a little bit and let these protests happen. Um, and also talk to the mayor. I think people, they need to be a little more involved. But I also understand that they have a life, they have a house and a wife, and they need the in, uh, the money also. I totally get it. But it's unfair that, they're, that they um, are forced to do this, that they are forced to, to do the curfew. Okay, but so you say talk to the mayor. That's something they always say here in the US. Uh, contact your local legislators. But if you call them, you can record a message for them. But do, I, I really don't think they ever, ever listen to that. In New York? Anywhere. Well, you know how we do it in New York? For instance, in New York, um, a while ago, with all these protests, there were a lot of fireworks being lit. And neighbors couldn't sleep because these, the youth was... Make it was like lighting fireworks, and it was a lot of sounds in New York. And the mayor wasn't responding, doing nothing. So, what did all these people do? These neighbors, they all went to his house. I did a video where I'm driving around town, I'm showing you where the mayor lives. So, if you watch that video, you understand where all these people were. And they were in front of his house and they were screaming, so he couldn't sleep himself. What happened the next day? He got the police to uh, patrol all those areas where the fireworks happened, and it stopped. So you need to also, um, also if you don't agree with something in the Netherlands, you can email all the the, the 150 members of the Tweede Kamer, the the chamber. You can um, call your city. But do they do anything? With the letters. Well, I know that they read them or they scroll over it, but it's also if there's more and more people um, that come out with the same thing, they will notice it. And then, of course, it's just waiting if they're going to respond. But at least you have done your ju duty as a citizen. You have let them know that you don't agree with what's happening. And also just social media, spread these videos. Make sure there's a backup because some want to delete it and censor it. But... Every video you see, like I made this thread about a Romeo so people see what's going on. It is, I'm not making this up. I didn't know about this. I spoke to a lot of eyewitnesses. I saw videos. They all say the same. If all people say the same thing, it's something to look into as a politician or us as uh, civilians. Do we agree with this? Because in the end, police and the politicians, we pay taxes. And they work and they are being paid of our taxes. So we are the ones that have a say, not them in the end. So, so I, so, uh, sorry, I cut you off. Um, so I wonder what the people in the chat think, uh, what would happen here in New York or anywhere else in the US if the police would act in the same way, if they start beating people with, what is that, the, the rubber uh, baseball bats if they start spraying water if they're injuring people I, I, if that would happen in New York New York would be completely on fire and the police the, the, the lives of the policemen that would do that would be completely destroyed because even at the moment they're already afraid to do anything uh, were you talking about the Dutch police or the New York I'm wondering if 
what's happening in Holland right now, if, if that could ever happen here in the US. Because they have more like conscious, because in America, people are not so used to that they have a retirement. And well, even some police officers that wanted to just was thinking like, I'm going to wait until I retire. So I have my, uh, my retirement, but many of them just leave the job if they don't agree with it. No, it's not, it's not about that. It's just from a legislative perspective. If somebody gets beat the shit out of him by a police officer, that police officer gets, he's put on non-active, uh, on paid leave or non-paid leave, and a court case starts. And they will be dragged into a court case for years and years and years. So police here is extremely careful. If, if what I've seen on Dutch TV... Uh, if that would happen here, the, the the lives of the officers would be completely destroyed. The guy who shot the woman with the water cannon, the woman broke her skull. That police officer is done for the next six years. Well, you also, it's the same as with George Floyd. Can you imagine they did these, riot, uh, these protests in the Netherlands for George Floyd in America, who was uh, treated unfairly, as some say, by the police officers well then i wonder if there's going to be any protests here in america for this woman that was unfairly treated by the police officer and that her skull was broken uh, and we saw it all on social media as well i don't think so but the police here that's a little out of, uh, crazy is that now mayor de blaso they have first of all criminals can get out of uh, and together with governor cuomo criminals can get out of um, when they do something they can you know go to the police precinct and then they're being put on the street again very quickly so um, that's not really great and also the other thing they in, they added to it is that now all the police records of every police officer you can google their names also in I don't know if it's in the Netherlands but every police officer in the US has their name out so when you know the name then you could Google it and you could see their record if they have any um, claims or, you know. Um. Well, the, the reason why I'm so fired up about this is because everywhere we go, people tell us, oh, you're from Holland. Oh, Holland is amazing. Oh, the social system and people are so friendly. And uh, the, the, everybody w from Holland was uh, had an opinion on what happened here with uh, George Floyd and the police in the U.S. is so terrible and blah, blah, blah. People in the US, most of them, even people in, in office, they don't have a clue what happens in Holland. They are completely oblivious. Human rights are violated. The uh, cabinet is outgoing because they messed up. They, they destroyed the lives of 30,000 people. Police are beating the shit out of people. That Don't say that Holland is so amazing because it's not at the moment. It's at least as, as bad as the US. And I think it's worse because at least here, it wasn't all that bad when Trump was here. The, the politicians were arguing with each other. They were creating a huge mess for the, for the people, for civilians. In Holland, the, the politicians are willfully destroying people's lives because they are too stupid to create proper legislation. And if they discover it, they don't do shit about it, nothing. Even if they, they do this, there's not much, uh, like, n you cannot go to court. It's either too expensive, it doesn't happen. So all these these people that, that ruin people's lives, they nothing is happening to them. So what is better? That in America where something bad happens, you get really punished? Or in the Netherlands where you don't get really punished if you 
you know, do something wrong and you can just live on with your life and you smile and life and it's so, and it's all great. And the image is great. And if they discover, if you discover that they did something wrong, they start to threaten you with uh, legal procedures. Everybody, we've been dealing with a lot of uh, shit the past years and the the Dutch government. Yeah. But the only thing we get back from them is, yeah, but if you, if you don't agree, start a court case. If you just try to start a civil conversation with them, they start threatening you. They come up with all kinds of BS legislation that, that isn't, that doesn't have a foundation in anything. And if you call them out, they say, yeah, we don't really care. Just go to court. If you don't agree, go to court. No, if you make a mess out of it, start a conversation and fix it. You have to own up to your mistakes, but they don't do that. They try to push it away. Yeah. And then if you go to court, it's tens of thousand dollars. Nobody has that. I see a nice comment from Sylvia. You say, but then you have to be united, Lonneke. Um, Let me know what you mean with that because i'm missing what you discussed what you talking about and then i can react to it but um yeah in new york so you know who the police is and normally we love the police they're great and we chat with them all the time and they have names and you but now you know they're being targeted so in america it's getting out of control and i think there should be a balance because in new york um if something goes wrong, they need to be called out. But the way they're being exposed now is also the other extreme. So I'm always trying to find that balance. Like if I was the mayor, what would I do? And I really think what you see now in New York, everybody does hates everybody hates de Blasio. The left, the right, everybody hates de Blasio. So next year we'll have another election and then uh, we'll see who is the mayor. And you need local people. We already hear that, for instance, the son of Rudy Giuliani, who was a great mayor of New York, uh, wants to maybe run. I don't know if that person is great, but, you know, at least they have some, you know, they feeling with the city. Um, Andrew Yang, I'm not sure if he's from here, but he's on Twitter, like, showing that he's going around town. He's really knowing. And in the Netherlands, it's just a job. You just move there, and then you learn, and then you learn how to govern. You don't really know the city. I think it's really bad. So... I hope that uh, the next government, that's also a thing. I have a feeling that with everything happening, what they're doing is they're causing chaos and then maybe they're going to use it to add the curfew and maybe other issues and maybe even postpone the elections because there are elections coming up in less than six weeks. So what are they going to do with that? Are they going to use that? Because we also saw there was a lot of civil unrest just before the elections in November 2020 for the president. And then now it's a little more quiet because, you know, it worked. President Biden is now the be- uh, president, but it's sometimes used for political reasons. So I want to know what you think about that. Um, what do you think is the reason? Yeah, someone saying the Netherlands has an amazing image. It's mostly window dressing, though. Yeah. But, you know, I love the way I remember the Netherlands and every country, every person is always a work in progress. The moment you just be like, yeah, it's great. And we're not going to work on our problems. If you don't take problems seriously, it will only deteriorate and get worse. So I'm calling out the Netherlands. Um, It's a really big problem. A lot of people are suffering within your country. The homelessness has gone up. It doubled, quadrupled over the past 10 years. That says a lot. It's almost as much as New York state has. And uh, I'm may- maybe even more, actually. Um, but it's a big problem. And, you know, 
the reason we cannot take care of the lockdown and everything is because you closed all the hospitals. 70,000 hospital workers and people that worked in the care facilities, they have lost their jobs over the years. And they, some of them wanted to work again, but then they were not needed. So what's going on with that? Yeah, but the homelessness is not the biggest issue in Holland. The biggest issue is that they keep people just a little bit above uh, the point of being homeless, but they don't have enough money to to feed themselves anymore. So they live in a, in a shitty place and they cannot feed themselves. So how, how is that called? It's sort of... Uh, What's the kitchen concept here in the in New York? Oh, the the bitchin? No, the fu- the f- uh, Voedselbank. Uh, oh, is there the kitchen? I thought you were talking about something else. Because in an, in New York, you have apartments with a bathtub and uh, your bathroom in the kitchen. It's called a bitchin. So I thought that you were talking about that because some people are trying to survive and they live in very small apartments. And uh, what what is a Voedselbank called here? The, the the food bank the 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 food the, banks. the, ki- ki- yeah. the soup kitchen soup kitchens food banks stuff like that that's what they they're, they're dealing with yeah that's what they're dealing with in Holland they're trying to trying to keep people at such a level that they don't become homeless but they are completely dependent on government and uh, others and that it's ridiculous it's the same as as being homeless it's living in poverty yeah that's and also, also Holland. Yeah, the Netherlands, it used to be 50, 40 years ago that, that, that one person could have a job and get uh, work and then the mother could take care of the kids or the other way around. And one income was enough to sustain. But now the reason we have this big scandal in the Netherlands with this uh, the ch- child um, uh, subsidy is because many people have to both work. The parents have to work and then they... They need to work to make money. And then because they don't have enough, they don't make enough money. And also some uh, mothers that are uh, on their own, they don't make enough money to sustain their kids. So they get a subsidy. This is all, there's there's a bigger story behind all of this. And it's just because the story is that the Netherlands, the people have become poor, even though maybe you have more money in the bank, everything has become more expensive and you need to find the cause and you need to eliminate the cause and there's a lot of discussion about wh- what it's about and I know that young people are asking me how can we save the Netherlands it's everybody needs to do their job to I, th- I think people somebody has to stand up as a leader you, you have to fight you have to protest but you have to do it in a smart way because what happened in Eindhoven is that people got tricked what happened in Amsterdam is that people got tricked. They got tricked into violence. And even though maybe in Amsterdam they weren't really tricked into violence, the, they were truck, tricked into uh, giving the media the possibility to mark them as violent. And somebody has to take the lead. Somebody has to educate people about what they should and should not do during those protests. But now it's, it, it's a free-for-all, basically. Yeah, and there's a lot of uh, propaganda with the WAPIs. They call people that are questioning the lockdown measures and the virus WAPIs. And that's just, it's very discriminatory. It's like um, you just try to diminish another person. You want to lower them. You want to be above them when you say those things. But I always tell people to be smart. And also with the capital riots in Washington, I told people to warn them. Like I said, just don't 
taunt, get you know, they're gonna taunt you into violence. Be prepared. Do not do something that's illegal because they are going to uh, use it over and over again to push through their whole sh- bullshit. And that's what they did with Trump. They uh, now want to impeach him and all these things, even though he didn't incite violence. But they use that little thing, and that's what they do with that, that one incident in Eindhoven, one incident in Amsterdam. Well, now this was mostly in Eindhoven. They use this for the political agenda. You need to be smarter than that. Like what Elia did, he filmed everything and just recorded it. And that's how you do it. And you inform people, you make videos, you share, um, um, and you talk. And you don't get into these conversations. When people start calling you names, they're the ones that have an issue. And you have to be like, whatever, you think your thing. I know my thing. And um, But... What I noticed also when I started talking in the in Dutch about the Romeos and everything happening, people started calling me Lonneke, you need to come back to the Netherlands because you need your first of all, they all called me names and I block everybody that starts calling names and as being rude. But um if they're being nice, they say Lonneke, you need help, mental help. But it's funny because they think they're they are attacking me and that it does something to me. Yeah, to me, I, I see the person who's saying I'm like, okay, whatever. But also they don't understand. First of all, the Netherlands, the, the mental health care is really bad. There's a big wait li- waiting list. You cannot get any help. That's a big one of the big problems of the Netherlands. And then the quality is not that great. Well, in America, uh, you can get help. And even with the lockdown, there were like these, these uh, health care uh, specialists that were ready, that gave up their time for anybody that was in, in uh, mental need or need that could call and they could have a conversation. Normally it costs a few hundred dollars, but now all these people gave up their time to help people in need. That's how you do it. That's how you do it in a country. You work together, you help each other. And um, also what I don't like about the Netherlands is that they, 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 uh, they use it as a way to get at people and to, you know, try to hurt their, their feelings saying that, oh, you, you need to see a psychologist or whatever. Well, in America, it's very normal to speak to someone, to a social worker or a mentor. They don't think about going to a psychologist. They go there all the time before an issue happens, not only when you are in need. It's part of your health process to make sure you stay healthy. You go regularly to talk to someone. I do it. Other people do it. It's very normal. So when they say that, they first don't know how bad the healthcare is in the Netherlands at the moment. They don't know how America works. And that I already see someone for years and it's the best thing ever, especially when uh, you want, you do, you use that as part of like, uh, you go work out, you speak to a psychologist, you do everything to stay healthy, happy and sane. And it's normal. And you, it's, but they use that. It's really the Dutch, some Dutch mentality. They, 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 um, think that that's uh, hurting me or other people, but they don't know. And I see that... Um, a, a one very important message. I am not a whoppy, but a snoppy. <laughs> yes, Sylvia, you're right. Uh, but we, you need to be smart about this. Follow the laws, read up on the laws, call people out when they're not following guidelines, you can also call out, for instance, I tweeted Amnesty a few times. I wonder if they're going to come out with a statement because they're obviously these protests are um, violating their own guidelines. They have six guidelines. I can talk about a few. 
with you quickly. I'll also do a Dutch live check because this is in Dutch. But the Dutch amnesty says, one, the police has to facilitate peaceful uh, protests. They have to do uh, do that even if uh, uh, if the, the protest is um, illegal, but it is happening in a peaceful way. The police has to avoid the use of violence. And it has to, if they have to do it in the uh, craziest out, you know, case, it has to be as minimal as possible. So no tear gas, no water cannons, all these crazy things. Number two, the police has to protect peaceful demonstrators or protesters. And the people that are, even if one or few are causing issues, you, ha- you can um, go to court to get, or, you know, the whole process, but you cannot have the whole peaceful protesters. So you have to protect them again. So they have to continue doing their job. The police has to de-escalate. They cannot, uh, they have to make sure that that they don't, that they lower the temperature and not um, get everything chaos like it's happening right now in the Netherlands. And four, the police can only be used for legal things. No violence against the protester. Just be, you cannot, they cannot use violence against a protester just because he doesn't listen to an order or just because it's part of the protest. So f- number five, the police has to make sure that the health of the protests are protected. So that water cannon on that woman, violation. Six, the police has to um, to give uh, a response and explain their behavior. And there needs to be... Every time there's an incident, they need to do research. So I wonder if the Dutch police is going to do that, if they're going to investigate. Also, an interesting one, what Amnesty says, police has to be individually, identi- they need to have an individual identification, meaning they, you, people need to know that they're police officers. That's not with the Romeos, that's also a violation of this. So, you know, there's a lot of things that are not going right. So I wonder what Amnesty is going to say about this. What are your thoughts, guys? I think Amnesty is not going to say anything about it because they need the Dutch government. uh, They need the help of the Dutch government to free people in other countries and states. So they're not going to do anything. Yeah, it's weird because they, they say they are all for human rights about and they talk on their website about other countries, about protests. There's like Bolivia, Chile, Ecuador, Hong Kong, Lebanon, Indonesia, Iraq, Spain, but not about the, uh, the Netherlands. Okay, just to make it clear, Lonneke is not related to Willem Engel question i was the first angle that was not him you know he only came in the news the past uh years but were you the first angle how how old is he now i think i don't know what his age is but um i just know that he wasn't in the news as much uh, over the uh, when i was in and you know when i started working so um and there's a lot of people with that last name but i'm not related and they keep saying that and they use it as a how do you say that uh, uh, as a way to um well well if you google him that's not like the best reference because the first thing that comes up is 
is uh, he, he's a cult leader or a mega nutcase. So okay, so that's probably Google. So if you go to DuckDuckGo, which is a better research, um, something else will probably pop up. But he also is allowed to have his opinion, and you—it's uh, crazy to put people aside if you don't listen to them. He probably has a few good points, but his way of approach is that he wants people to cuddle and stuff, which is really um, the other extreme. So I'm always trying to be. So he was actually the first angle because he is 44. Oh, really? But he wasn't in the news like that. I think uh, because I, when I oh, grew sorry, up... I, I have to fact check. I yes, have to you fact have to check. fact check. Well, if you're a Democrat, you can fact check it always in your favor. So that's the, how the Democrats do it. So um, And the left-leaning politicians do it. So, yeah. So uh, you can always make it the way you want. But... Um, yeah. Yeah, the Dutch government resigned for being super racist. Yeah, and that is not in the news that much internationally, but it is the truth. And uh, it's crazy. Yes, I also, you know, it's you have to understand Sylvia make it has a good point. He says Willem gets a lot of shit, loads of shit and a lot of people think he's controlled opposition. This is something that I've heard before. And um, I'm sure that maybe there is controlled opposition. Very, it could be. Um, I think there's also people in our. Um, remember in the Netherlands for the Dutch people, there was this uh, campaign called "Ik doe niet meer mee," which meant I'm not part of it anymore. And then they said that uh, this one rapper, Famke Louise, joined very late. But then there was outrage, and then she suddenly said, "No, I think I didn't. I made a mistake." And now she was all about the government rules, and she believed it. So right away, when I saw it, I was like, "Controlled opposition." It's it's possible everywhere. I don't know if it's happening or not, but it's something you need to keep as an option. But then in the end, it doesn't matter. You need to think for yourself. What do you agree with? And you support the person you agree with, no matter what people say. You know how the media is. Everybody in the media that's being a called a dictator. I personally think you should look into it because they might have a something interesting to say, and it's probably against what the government wants at the moment. So I'm always more interested when the whole media and everybody's starting to call someone a racist or uh, there's an issue. Then I think, oh, they're probably afraid of this person. So it's up to you. You need to respond. It's possible people are controlled opposition. It's possible that people are... Uh, I'm trying to be independent from everybody. I have my own opinion, but I try not to get involved with any... I'm just doing my own thing. You can join me if you want, but I support the people that at that moment and that subject, I believe. That's why I have... Many people, you know, people I support in the governments right now, uh, parliament, people that are in the parliament, be because I support them on a certain subject. And that's, I think, how you need to look at everything in society and in the world. You have a subject, you do research, and you make your opinion based on everything you learned, and you see who has the same opinion. But it could be that that person has a different opinion on another subject, and that's fine. But you need to, you know, you be you're your own person. And that's how I look at it. Did you say, I like the new Chiron, quite professional. What is that? What is that? Bane, stop it. Bane is like licking, um, he's like washing himself. And very loud. I don't know if you hear it, but I hear it. 
Um, Chiron or Chiron is an electronically generated caption superimposed on a television or movie screen. Okay, thanks for fact-checking that. That's great. Me? I sound like, what do you mean about, are you talking about me? You love Doudson. I love Doudson too. Very nice girl. I worked with her many times, or at least we hung out when she was living in New York. Um, yeah, Angel. My last name is Angel. Um, if you say you don't agree, I don't know what you're talking about, but sometimes I see the chat. I'm like, what are they talking about? That's why it's always, if you have a question for me, super chat. So I know if that's for me. Um, yeah, I'm trying to, you know, get things better. Like my sweaters, I'm probably my ideal situation would be that I have a wardrobe where it's all my own stuff. And Dirk has been uh, doing that for over the years where we've been trying to minimize our lifestyle and consume less, live more mentality where you have your favorite shirt and you have different colors. And maybe I'll do that with my sweaters that I will only wear my own sweaters, um, it just makes life easier if you have just a few favorites. What? That this is coming from you now? Yeah, my whole closet is full of stuff. But I'm going to do a sale at some point with all my vintage stuff. I have so much nice stuff, but it's so much. And I don't really go to parties anymore. So I think something should go to people that maybe when everything opens up again, can enjoy it. But I have so many things I want to do. I like my life chat. This is what I want to continue to do. So let's contribute it to the fact that you were a model and that you needed all those clothes to look representative. Yeah. And it's funny. You People say that models... What did you say? Nothing. Because you're wearing the same thing like day in, day out. Yeah, now. Well, I wash it, but... Um, That's when, good to know. Yeah, so when, when you're a model... People think the malls make so much money, but you don't know how much money is invested and time is invested. Like you have maybe one great paying job, but in between you have to go to these castings, you have to look good, you have to get the right high heels, the right outfit, the right bag. Because if you, you know, they these people want to feel like, you know, you have to look a certain way. But this might be a subject for another time. Yeah, but it's just, uh, it's different. My lifestyle is different right now and it's okay. But yeah, let's stay in touch. I hope I helped the American people to understand and the Dutch people to have an outlet that, you know, this is coming from somewhere. Um, there's a way to, to, to stop this. And to it's like, subscribe and click the bell icon. Yes, so you're notified when I'm online. But there's way to deal with this, the issues in the Netherlands. It's actually easy the mayors just have to follow the guidelines that count for all the un countries and just have people protest and just get the people that are criminal and looting stores that is nothing to do with the protest just like in new york just separate issue make sure that you know that, that it's separate and also last thing i want to say is they're making you go crazy you're being gaslighted you're being there's it's a mind f-u-c-k um you are, but that's, you have to know this, that this is happening, that they do this because divide and conquer within a society is the best way to stay in power. What you need to do is if someone is against you, 
start a conversation, be like, I'm not against you. We are the same page. We just have a different opinion. It's fine. But that's the way to do this, just to spread the word. And before we uh, close off, a special thanks to Elia, the Dutch Patriot, for some of the video material and photos, and to Yannick from Eindhoven also for uh, some photo material. Oh, you mean, uh, yeah, Yannick, I think he doesn't, he was there in Eindhoven, but he knows he knows who he is. Thank you so much, everybody. And um, I hope to see you soon. There's going to be a Dutch chat in the future again. I keep, you know, switching. Thanks so much. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Bye.